0: Everybody, it's neil ronahan here with cube fight round two and uh joining me as always is andy gergan round two fight yeah, um, <laughs> uh then then we get to round three round four round five round six and and to infinity
1: i don't predict a flawless victory today
0: yes yes this is this is gonna be a tough one uh, so if you're just tuning in to episode two, which would be weird, because I don't think, uh, episode one's only like 45 minutes long.
1: What are you doing like here? I, Go if back. If you have a
0: longer commute like me to work, you can just try, crank that out in one commute. That's right. Or maybe like a ride home, ride back, something like that, you, the gym.
1: You really have no the gym excuse. Run. You really have no excuse.
0: But episode one, uh, Luigi's Mansion faced off against Wave Race Blue Storm, and Luigi's Mansion came out ahead, it was... Kind of closer than we expected, but Wave Race just couldn't couldn't match up against that scaredy little plumber. Nope. And now uh, we've got a heavyweight match tonight. That's Pikmin versus Super Smash Brothers Melee.
1: Damn. That's a heavyweight. Yeah.
0: Um this just reminds me how the GameCube launch was freaking incredible.
1: Yeah. The, 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 like the, like damn. And honestly, we'll get to like some third party stuff in future episodes, I promise. But like it's amazing too that what I remember most about the, the GameCube launch isn't even the first party content. It's Star Wars and Monkey Ball, and yeah. uh, there's so many great games that came out in the first couple of months of the system's launch. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, definitely uh, our next episode after this will be a kind of a kind of third party hey. 2001 recap, yeah. and then we'll we'll kind of play with it as we go along. As far as how often we do those, it'll probably just be like when when we need time to play Eternal Darkness and a BA court side, yeah. which is episode three. Uh, or episode 2 episode 4 I don't know I, uh, numbering conventions might get screwy but let's uh, just just roll with us
1: we're just saying hold on to your butts that's all we're saying
0: Let's start off with Pikmin, since that came out first. Uh, it came out in October in Japan, and it came out in December in North America, and in Europe it came out in June, because uh, the GameCube hated Europe. <laughs> it, took, it took its sweet time getting there. Like, Japan was already done and tired with the system, and Europe was just getting it.
1: Did you buy this game pretty much right away?
0: I... Actually, I don't think I did. I think I bought. I think I borrowed it from a friend. Okay. Because if memory serves me correctly, I got I got my GameCube. I got it on Christmas. I did not get it on launch day. I think it was actually every every Nintendo console post GameCube I got on launch day. Uh, GameCube I, I got for Christmas. I was in eighth grade, so I was younger. Uh, I got Melee, Wave Race. Actually, no. I okay. I got it right after Christmas. I got Wave Race and Pikmin with like checks and stuff from relatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after Christmas, but I didn't really play Pikmin that much until like a little a little earlier in 2002. Um, I didn't, like it was kind of like that was, I put that to the side as I played Melee and Tony Hawk and, and that crappy Batman game. But when I finally got to Pikmin, it didn't really grab me right away. I'll be totally honest.
1: You know, it's weird because I actually, I'm trying to remember, it's kind of fuzzy now, but I think I went to the store expecting to buy Smash Brothers. Only to find out that it came out the next day, and deciding to come home with Pikmin instead, and then just going going back and getting Smash Brothers like later that week. Because I looked at Wikipedia, Smash Brothers came out on the third, Pikmin came out on the second. My birthday is weird. My birthday was on the first, so I probably had a little bit of cash. So yeah, I, I I think I got Pikmin kind of blind, not really even looking forward to it that much. I just wanted to. I was in the ready to buy. I was ready to buy a video game, and Smash Brothers was a day away. That's how I remember it. It's a little fuzzy though, but, but I don't I don't remember being excited about Pikmin at all, really.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was it was Miyamoto's next big project, but for me at the time, I mean, back in two thousand one, that didn't mean as much to me as I think it would. Actually, I don't even know if it means that much to me anymore.
1: <laughs> well, like um. I don't think the game comes <laughs> comes across very well in screenshots. Yeah, uh,
0: like it was it was a kind of thing like reading about it when when it was revealed in E3 2001 i kind of was just like what what the hell is this like the plants you're throwing that? like what i think it i, I think sense i assumed until it until i saw it in motion
1: i think i assumed it was a pokemon spinoff for like a month
0: yeah it had a very very confusing name yeah but it it stuck i i i like the name as time as time has been kind to the name pikmin
1: oh yeah pikmin has since become one of my favorite nintendo franchises um, I have very, very fond memory. So when I, when I, when I, when this game came out, when the GameCube launched, I was entering like my last couple of years in college. I was, um, living, living in a dorm and working at the front desk. And, uh, this was right around Christmas break. And I lived in a dorm that was open during the breaks because a lot of international students lived there. Most of the dorms closed down and you had to go home, uh, during the breaks, but the dorm that I was in was not. So, as a front desk staff member, I was required to... Or not required to, but I was allowed to work over breaks and just man a very, very quiet, empty dorm room, sometimes even overnight. Because someone had to be there, uh, I don't know, in case the building exploded. I'm not even sure what purpose I served. But what I remember, though, is I have memories of working like shifts that are like four in the morning till noon. And I would show up, bring my GameCube, and, and play GameCube in a dark, empty, like, lobby by myself for hours. And quite frankly, I don't think there's a better way to play that game.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's wonderful. I actually... That's how I played the game Shenmue. Oh, nice. Um, I think we had similar college jobs. I worked in the computer lab, and the first semester I worked there, I worked in the art building from, like, 8 to 2 in the morning, which is great because there were, like, four people in the art building, and... They would be doing their own thing, and I would be in another room with a Dreamcast hooked up to a projector playing Shenmue. Or, or sometimes I'd have friends come over and like would play. I guess it would have been Melee. I don't. I think that was the year before Brawl came out. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's just it's a, yeah. it's, a good, it's a good college memories. It's a game <laughs> that always like very much to me defines solitude. Like that game is all about solitude, and it's on theme because the game is about solitude. And my memories of it circle around solitude and it's just it's a very calming very pleasant um experience for me that uh to me
0: that it's interesting hearing you kind of call it calming and pleasant because what always bugged me about the original pikmin was the time limit sure like when i i think i didn't enjoy this as much when i played it back in 2001 2002 because of the time limit the time limit got into my head and i i had like this pressure of like making sure i kind of like min-maxed everything, made sure I was doing it the right way. And sometimes it would usually just end up with me turning off the game and stop playing. It just kind of, it would kind of freak me out. Yeah. Um, which is, which is that kind of reminds me of a similar, at least your reaction to it being calming reminds me of how I feel about the game, Dr. Mario, which I know a lot of people with like the music and how tense that game can get. It's very frantic, very stressful for a lot of people. But for me, it's very it's a very common game. It's the kind of game that like I would play before I go to sleep.
1: Yeah, um, the time limit never bugged me too much in Pikmin. I, I honestly I never had I, I I never got to the end of the game without having collected everything. Even even on my very first playthrough, all the way through, I got all thirty parts, and I think I finished with like one day to spare. And I've since replayed it multiple times and tried to in- improve my uh, my my efficiency. But uh, yeah, the time limit never really bothered me. I can see why it would; it makes sense. But it just never really got to me.
0: Yeah, and it's mostly in your head yeah. too. Yeah, I, I mean so. that's that's the way. As I, as I've gone back to it and you know finally beaten it, it's the kind of thing that like you have to be very very slow in order to like do it and fail.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like it's it, it's like Pikmin three in that respect. I, and I I adored Pikmin three because I think I went into it not worrying about the time limit i just played and i was totally fine
1: yeah they give you enough fruit in that game to you'd have to be trying to sabotage yourself yeah
0: and as much as i like pikmin 2 which we'll talk talk about i guess like a year or two on the show i
1: can't wait i'm so excited
0: (laughs) um but I, i like i don't know i feel like i feel like the time limit's kind of an integral part of pikmin after playing pikmin 3 sure because uh, after like, cause there was with the new play control versions of these games and Pikmin 3 I kind of played all three of them around the same time period and I find that that Pikmin 3 is kind of like the perfect blend of both of them and out of the first two I think I might kind of prefer Pikmin 1
1: I love them all um they are all my children I cannot choose <laughs> um I really like Pikmin 2 a lot I think um the lack of a time limit doesn't bother me too much because the time limit itself never bothered me too much i think the underground areas in pikmin 2 are are problematic um but yeah i definitely. love i love i love the exploration aspect of these games the, the 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 forest overworld the the water areas um the combat the combat in pikmin i'm not crazy about um it, it it can be frustrating. It's hard to sometimes tell what you're doing exactly when things get really hectic. Um, but I really love the puzzle solving, like the trying to figure out, like, how many, how many of each color Pikmin should I bring down this path? And how, how much do I want to leave the Pikmin to, to their own devices over here? How much do I trust that they're not going to get ambushed by an enemy while I'm off doing my own thing? Um, the, the the dual and triple captainship of the sequels kind of allows you to have a quick way to check back in on them when you go off and do your own thing by leaving a captain behind. Uh, the first game does yeah. not allow that, and so there is sort of a trust there that when you set some Pikmin to a task and you wander off for a bit with another group, that they're gonna you're not going to come back and find them all like on fire.
0: Indeed, yeah. Let's go back into the team behind Pikmin, which, as we kind of mentioned before, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, Nintendo maestro, if you will. I mean, even with Wii Music, um, unfortunately. Uh, But he was kind of the head of this team, but in a producer capacity. I believe the last game that Miyamoto was credited as director before Star Fox Zero was Super Mario 64, and after that he's been a producer... Uh, in the intervening 20 years between those games. Uh, But him as as producer for this, he had two people that were the co-directors of Pikmin, Shigafimo Hino and Masamichi Abe. Um, I'm probably saying those names wrong, Uh, but let's go into their background, because I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, Hino started at Nintendo back in 1988, and his first projects were mostly all art-based, uh, he was a character designer on Super Mario World. Yoshi's Cookie. He's a CG artist for Super Mario All Stars. A character designer for Link's Awakening. His first big role was he was an art director on Yoshi's Island, which is an absolutely stunning game. So oh yeah, that, that's that's kind of kind of a good claim to fame to be like, yeah, you know, I worked on Super Mario World, and then was the art director for its visually incredible sequel. <laughs> Uh, and then he worked on Tetris Attack, Mario Kart 64, Yoshi's Story, Game & Watch Gallery 2, and Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 in various capacities before stepping up to the plate and co-directing Pikmin. Uh, from there, he directed Pikmin 2. He directed Pikmin 1 and 2 on Wii in the new Play Control versions. He also was a director, he was the demo scene director, which I don't even know what the hell the kind of title that is, on New Super Mario Bros., as well as a planner, which I think is just a fancy word for designer. Uh, he worked on New Super Mario Brothers Wii in that respect, as well as Super Mario Maker. He was a co-director on Pikmin 3 and Big Brain Academy Wii degree.
1: Huh. I'm surprised you didn't say more people worked on Pikmin 3. Like It seems like Pikmin 3 was a lot of new people.
0: And Well, and actually, the co-director of Pikmin 3, alongside with Hino... Was a programmer whose first job at Nintendo was on Pikmin. Okay. The first one, Yuji Kondo. Okay. Uh, so hopefully the, that pair is hard at work on Pikmin Four.
1: I don't believe Pik, out, I don't believe Pikmin Four is, is real. Year? I don't yeah, believe it's I mean, real at all.
0: Well, if we go by if we go by Miyamoto's rule of thumb, which he said in 2008 that we're making Pikmin, it took five years for that game to come out. Yeah. Pikmin <laughs> so, Pikmin, so Pikmin so Four will be a
1: mobile to, game in in 2019. Yeah.
0: 2020 yeah <laughs> book it the other dude uh, masamichi abe uh, he started at namco before he was at at uh at nintendo working on pikmin games he worked on the tekken trilogy he was the director for tekken 2 and 3 he directed 1080 snowboarding on the nintendo 64 and then went on to work on pikmin 1 and pikmin 2 all as a part of ead kyoto which is kind of like the, you know, Nintendo's headquarters, their main internal studio. Right. And after Pikmin 2, he went over to America and worked at NST for a number of years, where he was the director of Metro Prime Hunters. Uh, he worked on the Mario vs. Donkey Kong games around that time. He was also the director of Aura Aura Climber, which is that really awesome DSiWare game that I highly recommend if you've never checked out. It's it's well worth checking out, and I think it's like five bucks. Hmm. And and he he was seemingly credited as working on the Japanese localization for Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon and some of the Mario vs. Donkey Kong games. Which is which is weird.
1: Huh. Yeah, it is. But but the
0: notable thing about this guy is that in late 2013, uh his former co worker, uh the the Tekken guru himself, Katsuhiro Harada, who he's basically like a you know, um Namco Uber Uber producer um, working on a variety of Tekken games in a producer role. Uh, someone asked him, "Hey, what's up with Masamichi Abe? Where where is he?" And Hirata replied saying that he's working at Nintendo Kyoto on an original game and that 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 was that was almost 3 years ago. And Hirata could have been full of shit, but it's weird because since since Harada said he was working on an original game, the only thing that he's been credited on is working on the localization for Dark Moon and some Mario vs. Donkey Kong games.
1: I mean, I I I get the distinct impression that a lot of stuff happens at, you know, at EAD that never sees the light of day. They do a lot of like concept concepts and and, and, and internal projects that's to see if they're marketable into yeah. full products and and I don't think Nintendo has ever shied away from taking a game that was promising and shutting it down if they didn't believe it was, you know, a marketable concept.
0: Yeah. yeah. So who knows? Maybe, maybe uh, around the NX launch, we'll see some bold new project from from Abe, or or we'll just never see it. And maybe this is the last we'll ever hear of him working on Nintendo games. <laughs> uh, that's kind of that's the the Pikmin history lesson, if you will. Um, there's some there's some old reviews from the Planet GameCube vaults. I love these. There was an an import review from our our fearless founder, Billy Berghammer, back on November 11th, 2001. And uh, Billy's fallen head over heels for Pikmin. Some of his pros and cons. He gave it a 9 out of 10. Very, very good score. Uh, The graphics and sound really suck you into the game. There's plenty of options. It's, (laughs) It's kind of... The best... I'm going to have to start using that in reviews. <laughs> How's the game? Well, there's plenty of options. <laughs> um, uh, Another pro. Totally unique game from Shigeru Miyamoto. Cons. Control, control can be frustrating at times with large amounts of Pikmin. Pikmin can be very stupid. <laughs> and the game can be beat in a couple of days. I find it very interesting that a lot of the complaints in... in reviews in the early days of planet gamecube slash nintendo world report it's all like this game was short yeah and i think it's kind of uh, i think it just speaks to how we've changed in in how we cover games and view games and all that jazz that like that's that's rarely a complaint from from most of our staff these days well i
1: think that's because it's kind of like the, was it short cool the average <laughs> age of our good. staff has gone up and i think the average age of the nintendo fan has gone up too at least at least the core like longtime fan as your age ago as your age goes up your other commitments go up as well and you don't have time to dedicate to a you know 80 hour pikmin game
0: yeah and and some of the other stuff that billy calls out is that how um he's never been a big strategy or resource management kind of guy but this game this game changed his mind he he adored it and he also like you called it very relaxing at least until the time starts running low
1: I think the music in Pikmin is very relaxing. I think it's, it's, it's a, it's really a good big music. part of it.
0: I don't know who composed that, but, but good for him. Yeah. Uh, we also have another review that I won't go to as exhaustive detail as we did Billy's. It's from uh, the Easy Ally himself, or I guess one of the Easy Allies, Daniel Bloodworth. The easiest um, of allies. Yes, the easiest of allies. The longest hair of allies. Um, and he gave it an 8.5. He also very much enjoyed it, said it was a little too short says bomb rocks kind of suck um some of the pros were that it was accessible to all skill levels easy to get emotionally attached to pikmin which i guess makes it all the more bad when they die horribly and that there's cool open-ended nature of it and smart intuitive controls well there you go yeah so that's kind of the book on pikmin you can read those reviews for yourself over at NintendoWorldReport.com. But but yeah, um, that's that's Pikmin. Should we get on to the next game?
1: Oh yes, let's do that.
0: So the next game is Super Smash Bros. melee for the Nintendo GameCube which came out in November 2001 in Japan and December 3rd as we talked about 2001 in North America and I believe sometime in June in, in Europe. I actually forgot to wrote that write that down. Um, I don't know I don't know if you have it, but I mean no. it came out later in Europe. No. That's that much we could say. So I I was giddy for melee. This was when I got my GameCube. This was the game that I went running to. I had an absolute blast with it. Played hundreds of hours over the course of nearly a decade. Melee is a freaking masterpiece.
1: It certainly is good. Uh, <laughs> no, I you know, This is very tough for me because I hold Pikmin very dear, very dear to me. It's one of my favorite franchises, one of my favorite games. But it's hard. It's hard to. You know, not acknowledge that I played thousands of hours of Smash Brothers Melee. You know, I, I had you know that game came out when I was in college. Uh, me and my my best friend Aaron, uh, we played hundreds of hours of the N64 game. He didn't have an N64. Um, I had the N64, and I introduced, I was introduced by the sixty four game by another friend of mine uh, named Brian, and uh, we played occasionally it was sort of one of our go-to like drinking night games was uh, the 64 version of the game and when uh i i asked for the game for christmas i got it and then i sort of transferred who i was playing with to my other friend aaron and aaron and i developed a very very long and deep rivalry in, in in smash brothers that started with the 64 game and has continued all the way to 3ds and wii u and uh it's just amazing how how much fun it is to narrate this game while it's happening! Like it's such a crazy <laughs> concept, and it really, really works. The frustrating thing was when I went to go play melee with the people that introduced me to sixty four in the first place. They were too busy with Halo. They wanted nothing to do with it, which I couldn't <laughs> believe. That's when I first—that's when I first started learning about fanboyism, and I was one of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I I had kind of a similar experience with uh, having a lot of friends that were kind of more into Halo than they were Smash Brothers back when it came out. I did end up kind of finding my niche, and yeah, I played a ton of ton of melee over the years. I think when I was in high school, I might have hosted a tournament or two, and I think I pissed people off as I have many times with hosting tournaments mm-hmm. related to Smash Brothers, in which it was I think my initial idea for the the tournament, which is good. Like I think I did like a lot of TV production stuff when I was in high school. And I think I was, like, proposing, like, we could do an event, and I'll, like, record it. Um, <laughs> nice. And, and my idea was that it would be a random draw, and there would be one of each character. And people revolted.
1: <laughs>
0: um, and, and then looking back, I'm like, well, yeah, they should have. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, what? That way you get to see everybody.
1: So, so I, w- I will say, though, that I know that Melee has... A enduring fan base, an enduring fan base even beyond Brawl and Wii U and 3DS, uh, Smash 4, if you will. Um, I am not one of those who feels particularly attached to this iteration of Smash. I mean, basically what Melee represents to me is the t- the, the times that I played Smash between the years of 2001 and 2008 which is a great time for me in Smash. We had a blast playing during those years, but I don't hold this iteration as being superior to others, despite the fact that I know many, many do. I thought Brawl was brilliant. I think Smash Brothers for 3DS is my favorite version of that game. Um, so, I don't know. Do you feel like Melee has something that the other games just don't have?
0: I think... I like. I, I played a whole ton of Brawl when it came out. But looking back, if I were to be like, alright, gonna play one of those old Smash Brothers games, uh melee Trump's brawl for me, melee Trump sixty four for me. But I'm also at the point that like Smash Brothers Wii U and 3DS has like fifty plus damn characters. It's got everything. It's the definitive it's got,
1: version of this game. It's
0: got it's got pretty much every character that I really cared about. Sorry, Ice Climbers fans. <laughs> uh sorry, Peachy. like it, I mean Roy Roy and Doctor Mario came out came back. That's that's what I was very thrilled about. I mean, I do love melee though, and I spent so much time with it across middle school, high school, college. Like it was, it was an instrumental game just in how I like made friends in college. Yeah, like that's what we uh, bring out a TV and a and a GameCube into the the lounge in my dorm room when I was a freshman, and I just would play for hours. We developed teams, we'd have tournaments. It was incredible.
1: And you know, um, just even as a I, GameCube game, like I had spent so much time with the N sixty four game. By the time I got Melee, that the that the that Melee did a really good job of illustrating to me why I needed to have this new box because it was so much so much better, so much further advanced uh, as just the, just the engine, just the the way the characters move, the resolution, the animation, the models, like everything was so much better on GameCube. And it's it mind-blowing. A... Yeah.
0: It's mind-blowing how much better the GameCube version is from the N64 version and thinking that it was, like, less than two years.
1: Yeah. Like... It's... there
0: there's a, there's a quote from Sakurai uh, recounting Melee development back when he was working on Smash 4 where he said that he spent 13 months working on the game. That's... That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy pants. Like, what? Shovel Knight was made in, like, 15 months. Like... Yeah. <laughs> And that—that that, I mean, I love Shovel Knight. Don't get me wrong; I think the game's very, very, very well made. I was just—I mean, that's one of the few games that I can think of that I'm like, "Oh no, I know exactly when that started and exactly when it finished." Yeah. But there, I mean, games take years, and here Melee took a little over a year, um, which is which is insane. It's the major—it's
1: uh, the Majora's Mask of fighting games.
0: Although I think I think Major's mask actually wound up taking like 2 years cuz it got delayed. The, lead. the original true. goal for Majora's mask was 1 year. Sure, but, sure. But it did not happen and got delayed. thing that i want to call out about melee is that it sounded like the the almost endless appeal of the multiplayer i love adventure mode like the, the single player like the side scrolling stuff I, I feel like how simple it is in melee is better than the labyrinth that is subspace emissary oh yeah and kind of the chaos that is Smash Run and Smash Tour and all that nonsense.
1: I don't know that there's ever been, in my opinion, a successful take on single player Smash Brothers. I think the All Star mode is probably the most fun I have with that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think the the adventure mode in Melee is probably the best
1: Pro- single player, probably, and it's not great thing.
0: Yeah, just just the best out of at a crap. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this game introduced uh, trophies as well. That's pretty cool.
1: Oh, God, you're right. It did. Yikes. I, I I have collected almost all of them in the 3DS version of the game. Wow. Yeah. We need
0: to, we need to play more of that. We should do. We should often. definitely do that more often. Yeah. I like Smash Brothers as well. I haven't
1: played much in the last few months, but uh, I, I have... I think I'm, I'm over 600 trophies in the 3DS version of the game.
0: Yeah, I think it was around 500-something. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean Smash Brothers for me, whether it's Melee, Brawl, sixty four, or Wii U or three DS, it's just that game that it's like I don't know, I'm bored, I have friends over, let's just play this game.
1: I d- I, I never get tired down. of it. I will yeah. never get tired of that game.
0: Because there's there's so many there's always a different character to screw around with, and like I just I love I love playing random because I have those moments where I'm forced to play a character that I don't really know or don't really like, and then by the end of the match I'm like, oh no, that's really fun.
1: Sure, sure. I,
0: like I always hate Luigi, and then then I always win with him. It's weird.
1: <laughs> like I don't mind playing as random, but like I honestly I could never see Wario on the screen again and be fine with it. Like whenever <laughs> I whenever I play random and I end up as Wario, I just ugh, it makes me want to stop and, and start over. Wario's the oh, worst.
0: That's 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 a supreme churlly character. Just yeah. just hop on the motorcycle and go back and forth, piss everyone off. I end up forth. driving
1: off the screen when I do that. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm, a good time. I'm terrible at Wario. <laughs> well, shall we move on to our uh, to our our ratings?
0: Well, we got some history. Oh shit, first. you're
1: right. Sorry. And some,
0: and some old reviews as well. Let's
1: dive into that.
0: I always always jump at the gun.
1: I'm always jumping uh, so, the gun. I'm ready for the so next the director, thing.
0: So the director of Masahiro Sac- or the director of Masahiro the director of Super Smash Brothers Melee is, as we all know, Masahiro Sakurai, who has worked on every other Smash Brothers game as well as director whether he's doing it with HAL Labs like he was for Melee or Game Arts or Project Sora or what Namco um the dude who he makes he's the 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 straw that stirs the drink of Smash Brothers he started off making Kirby when he was like 18 uh, he directed Kirby Streamland, Kirby's Adventure, Kirby Superstar and Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo 64 after Melee came out, he I hope slept for like two months, <laughs> and then he worked on Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland and Kirby Air Ride before he left Nintendo, because he made so many damn Kirby games, and then made Meteos, and then came back to work work as an independent contractor for Nintendo on Super Smash Brothers Brawl, Kid Icarus Uprising, and Smash Brothers Wii U and 3DS. Um, I, I I actually wrote and I like I was about to say like um I could write an essay on how much I love Sakurai, but I, I did. <laughs> um one up.com paid me to write it a number of years ago. I'm very proud of that article. I might might have to dig it up and, and put it in the show notes in this. Uh the other people that were kind of like the seemingly like the, the second and third in command for Melee are people from HAL How Laboratory, which is a company that Sakurai kind of came from and also the company that the late Satoru Iwata uh, was a major part of and kind of helped steer for a very long time before he became the president of Nintendo so the assistant chief director of Super Smash Brothers Melee is Yoichi Yoichi Sekino I have no idea what this guy went on to do <laughs> just, just gonna say his name though, if anybody knows what he's been up to, let me know I, I really, my research couldn't find much uh, the other guy, the the programming director, is Yoshiki Suzuki, who has been at HAL Labs for a very, very long time. Uh, he helped out with Earthbound. He helped out with Kirby's Adventure, Kirby's Dream Land 2, Kirby 64, and he directed Picross
1: 3D. Oh, my God. He's my favorite. So He's yeah, so Suzuki's, dreamy. He's the best.
0: He's the best there's actually there's a couple pretty rad 90s pictures of him out there on the internet awesome um, he's at one of the because he worked on Earthbound he's like there's a there's like headshot of him at an earthbound fan site but yeah I need direct to to 3d so Yoshiki Suzuki if we are ever in the same place I will buy you all of the drinks sir
1: absolutely count me in
0: so there's also I mean there's a whole other ton of people who work on this game including Satoru Wada who helped play test this game so it could actually come out when it did around the launch of the GameCube.
1: God bless him. Was he still working yeah. he was still working at HAL then, wasn't he?
0: Uh he was at, I believe he was at Nintendo okay. as of e 3 2001. Okay. That was when he was in like that transitional role. Gotcha. Where he's basically it, I, I mean I don't know if he knew that he was going to become the president in, like a year or two, but like I think he was in upper management at Nintendo, but he still had his tight HAL connection. I mean he he always did, really.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And this game was first shown at E three two thousand one, and then at Space World in August, and then it came out in November. And some some fun facts before we go on to the the uh, reminiscing about all the reviews. Uh, Lucas, who was in who was in Mother Three and was later in Super Smash Bros. Brawl, was originally supposed to replace Ness, but then Mother Three on N sixty four got cancelled. <laughs> so 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 still Ness. That's funny. Uh, Hideo Kojima wanted Snake to be in Melee, but he told Sakurai too late in the game, and they couldn't make him fit. He did show up in Brawl, though.
1: There weren't any third-party characters in Melee.
0: No, there were not. But but apparently, I mean, because I think Kojima and Sakurai are, like, long-time friends. Sure. Uh, Marth and Roy were supposed to be Japan only. Really? Uh, but I think there was, there was a very good feedback to them, so they kept them in. And that kind of directly led to Fire Emblem even existing in the West,
1: and here which, we are now, where it's like a yeah a B plus A minus tier franchise. Yeah,
0: like it's 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 like it's on Kirby level at this point. Yeah, uh, but that's that's kind of uh, melee in a nutshell, so to speak. We've got we've got some reviews up on the website. We have well, first I'm going to call out the one from 2003. Which is a very late review. <laughs> um, it's it's by a it's by a friend of Jonathan Metz, but, uh, a friend of his named Taylor Hill. Who, if you listen to any of Johnny's podcasts, you've probably heard him. Uh, I believe that this review was written so that way Taylor could get into E three. Oh. Just just gonna throw that out, throw that out one that one out there. But the main review at Planet GameCube. Came out on December 18th, 2001, and it was written by one Mike Sklens. And he called Super Smash Bros. Melee the ultimate party game. Pure fun. And he gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Can't argue with that. Uh, some of his pros, addictive gameplay, a wealth of different modes and options. Once again, there's those options again. <laughs> All the options. So uh, many fun options. That will ne- pure fun that will never die is a pro. Uh, superb graphics and sound some of the cons uh he, it seems like seems like our boy striker obi is not a fan of the c-stick smash attacks which i'll be honest uh, wh- where do you stand on the c-stick smash attacks
1: uh i've used them a lot um i i don't rely on them but i, don't, I have no i have no problem with them
0: yeah n- neither do i and i've and i've used them a lot too i do i do like how they were in melee or brawl Uh, Or doing like how they were in Melee and Brawl because the C stick attacks like they weren't as good as a fully charged Smash attack. But in Smash Four, they did it so you can like hold it in a direction and it charges up like a Smash attack. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of that, but but I I still use them from time to time. I
1: feel like the way it worked uh, in in Melee and Brawl when you Smash on the C stick, you put a lot. You end up intentionally or or unintentionally putting a lot of the force on the c-stick it's like you really are smashing the stick it feels like it feels like you're swinging a bat or something like you 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 put you put your full weight on that in the heat in the heat of combat so i feel like because of that it works really well
0: so yeah so i think that's uh that's it for the, the the discussion and the look back at these games is it is it time to get to the scores
1: Let's uh, let's let's take it to the tail of the tail of the tape, as it were. Or wait, maybe right. maybe that's what we just did. I guess. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now we're taking it to the ring. I guess I don't know. This this whole boxing analogy know. is very. Is this like
0: round three? Yeah. It's I like guess. round two. Like Pikmin laying a haymaker. Round two or round one was Pikmin laying a haymaker. Round two was you know. Melee, landing a few uppercuts, and round three will decide it all.
1: Yes. So, if, so if you didn't join us last time, shame on you. First, but the way the way we do these rankings is it's it's pretty arbitrary. Let's not let's not kid ourselves here. We're comparing two games that are um, not inherently similar enough to be com- to be comparable. Uh, but we have three metrics we we rank them on. The first one is legacy slash importance. Um, the second one is test of time, or how well does the game hold up today? And the third one is fun factor, which we can use however we want. It's completely arbitrary, but you can imagine basically what it conveys. And then after we have each given our rankings, uh, zero through ten on each of these, uh, we will simultaneously reveal the game that we have decided should move on to the to the uh, to the finals, which w- which I guess would go up against Luigi's Mansion for the best first party game of 2001 uh we do not have a tiebreaker established uh so hopefully we don't we don't have to find one out it's for the moment um so neil why don't you go ahead and start with um with pikmin and and give your ratings
0: I, while, while you were explaining everything, I've jotted down my notes for my numbers. So for legacy slash importance for Pikmin, I I mean, and, and I'm also, right now I'm looking at my numbers for Wave Race's Luigi's Mansion, so that's kind of using that in context as well. For the record, uh, I gave Luigi's Mansion a six in this, and Wave Race Blue Storm a four. I think that Pikmin has a hell of a legacy, and I think it's very important in the story of Nintendo. I give it for legacy and importance, I give it an eight out of ten. All right. For the test of time, I, I think this game holds up. I don't. I, I think there's some rough around the edges parts of it that, you know, as, as we kind of talked about earlier, how you only have the one captain and seeing how the series has improved, I think that going back to Pikmin after playing Pikmin 3, it's like a step backwards. So I would say in the test of time, I'm giving it a six. Okay. And for fun factor, I think this game's pretty damn fun. It's still to this day, and I'll, I'll give it a seven.
1: Right on. So, uh, so I don't, I don't remember if if I go through Pikmin now or if you go through Smash Brothers now. How does this work exactly?
0: I, I, I forget. I'll, okay. I'll go. I'll go through Smash Brothers now. Okay. I guess. I guess. I think that makes sense.
1: Sure. Um.
0: So for Smash Brothers, legacy slash importance. I don't know. I, I could probably think of like two other games on GameCube that would even rival Smash Brothers. I don't know if any any game on GameCube is as important to GameCube as Smash Brothers Melee is. I have to give it a 10 for Legacy like slash, slash Boom!
1: Reference. There it is. There's our first 1-0. I knew it was uh, coming for, on this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the test of time, um, I think it's really close but not all the way there uh i'll give it a nine for test of time because i mean it is the kind of game you could sit me down in front of melee and i'll be fine yeah but there are like i mean i like more of the options more of the stages more of the characters that are in later versions so like if 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 i was playing smash 4 and was like no i'd rather be playing melee then this would get a 10 here but that's not the case for fun factor i think this is the funnest game on the gamecube gets a 10
1: boom boom all right wow (laughs) That's that's some heavy melee
0: is a hell of a game, man.
1: Melee Melee is a hell of a game. All right, well, let's take it back up to Pikmin and back up to the first category, and I'll I will give my uh, my arbitrary numbers. Um, Legacy and importance for Pikmin. I you know, Pikmin is often acknowledged as one of like the last great innovative franchises Nintendo came up with. I think Splatoon being sequentially the next one and a lot of Nintendo fans will point to like stuff on DSiWare and stuff on WiiWare. Wii Sports. Yeah, Wii Sports. I think the the idea of the Wii quite frankly sort of stopped them from trying to come up with new characters. Yeah. They wanted to capitalize on the Me's and the Wii aesthetic rather than keep coming up with and with, guess as my maze of characters they're not i mean they're they're
0: kind of crappy characters but but they are characters they're they're
1: avatars for you i mean yeah. they're they're they have no person they have no inherent personality um i think i think in in that role Pikmin has has a long legacy and it has spawned a couple of sequels and a couple of really excellent loading screens um when you're doing system transfers Oh yeah, I. It, it's hard to argue that it has a a very high importance to the in the grand scheme when there's only been a handful of games. So I think I will also go with an A on legacy of legacy and importance for Pikmin. Um, test of time, you know, I. The three Pikmin games are not that different. They have some differences. It's hard to it's hard to look at Pikmin 3 and Pikmin 1 and say, I'd rather play Pikmin and 1 instead. I think Pikmin 1 is simpler. And I think the, I'd I'd rather play with a GameCube controller than any other controller. I know there's something to be said for the map on the game, on the game pad. I think Pikmin 3 does a lot with the control scheme and gives you a lot of options. But um, I tend to believe that Nintendo has gone overboard with control options in the past five or six years. And quite frankly, I miss the the simplicity of having a singular way to control the game that was executed well. Um, I really like Pikmin. Um, I think it holds up. I'll go with a 7. All right. Fun factor, you know, this is one of my favorite Nintendo franchises. Um, It's hard to argue that it's the one that I put a lot of time into, but it is something that is very near to me. I, I think this game is a lot of fun. I don't think it holds up well to like lots of marathon play sessions, but it's something that I continually come back to year after year. I always fire up a new Pikmin one save and play a few hours or a Pikmin two save and play a few dungeons. I'm still doing high score fighting on Pikmin three. Um, but this is all about Pikmin one. I think if I'm going to come, I think if I'm going to come back to Pikmin right now, I'm going to come back to Pikmin three and do, do score challenges. Fun factor. I, I'm i to stick with a seven. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a great game, but it's hard to say that it's the best game in the series and it's hard to say that it's better than Melee, but we'll get there later. Uh, Smash Brothers Melee, legacy and importance, you know, Neil, you said that this game cast about the longest about, about the longest shadow one could on GameCube and I can't argue with you. Smash Brothers is probably Nintendo's second or third most important franchise now and Melee Definitely. is a big part of that.
0: Definitely, most important of the new millennium.
1: I mean, there's a reason that there's a reason that they had their Smash Brothers tournament at E3 a couple years ago, and it was the talk of the show. Um, yeah, it's one of the very few games they have that still has a lot of crossover appeal to non Nintendo gamers. Um, Ten.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it's why Fire Emblem's in America. Like, just period.
1: Yeah. Uh, test of time, you know, I I don't feel like Melee is the way I want to play Smash Brothers right now. Does it, does it hold up? Sure. Is it the best version of the game? No, and I don't think it is. I would rather play the game on Wii U or 3DS. Uh, and even if you put me in front of Brawl or Melee, the only reason I would pick Melee in that context is because of nostalgic reasons. Um, I think Brawl does more and I don't subscribe to a lot of the, the thought systems that, Make melee the, the the core game in that franchise. Um, I'll, I'll go with an I'll go with an eight for test of time. It, it definitely holds up, but I don't know I don't know that it has anything about it that makes it the best game in that franchise. And then fun factor. I I've put i put hundreds of hours into this game. I don't know what else what else you can say it, what, about it.
0: What is fun? It's it's melee. Yeah,
1: Smash Brothers is about the most fun Nintendo game there is. Uh, Ten. Yeah, ten. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I haven't des- I hadn't decided who I would put forward in this bracket until just now.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think it's it's kind of obvious. It's like how I felt about Wave Race, and we just mentioned last episode yeah. where I was like, Wave Race might make a run for it, but then as we talked about it, I got to the end and was just like, No, there's a clear winner.
1: Well, and here's the um, thing: there are. Well, here we go. Let's let's say the winner on three, two, one, so we can just get it over with. All right, three, two, one, melee, melee. done. Okay, yeah. there are other Pikmin games we will come across. Uh, I have my I have my chance to advance the Pikmin agenda. <laughs> it will it will happen eventually. It may take some time, but we'll get there. Um, Smash Brothers is Smash Brothers Melee is about the reason to own a GameCube if you are still living in pre two thousand and eight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing, is I don't have a lot of attachment to Smash now, because I can play better versions of that game, but if you're trying to compare it to Pikmin, I just don't see how you can put Pikmin above it. It's sad, but it's true. So,
0: that means, um, going forward, we will have a vote if you're a uh, I don't know, is it limited to just $5 a month patron? No, I think it's gonna be everybody who can listen to this podcast early, so... $2, if you if you give two dollars or more a month to the NWR Patreon, which is located at www. patreon. com/nwr, uh, you know, support us today. Uh, you'll be able to vote on the Ouija's Mansion and Super Smash Brothers Melee. Um, if you were listening to this in its podcast feed form, that vote might have already ended. Uh, just there's going to be a time delay and. Probably the minute that this episode goes live for our patrons, we're going to start that vote and then go from there and figure out what the best game, uh, the best first party game of 2001 GameCube, we're going to find out what it is. I, I have a feeling Melee is going to kick the crap out of me, just mentioned.
1: Yeah, but probably. Do we have, this, okay. This kind of seems like a pointless vote. But it's but it, <laughs> but it needs to have, it's a practice round. It's a practice round. Yeah. It's a practice round. All right.
0: And then I mean I, I don't know how we'll how we'll do it going forward. Uh, I know two like I mean two thousand two, we'll have a lot more games that will be uh, competitors there. I think we might just find like a winner from each year, and then have an an end all vote. So it'll basically be like Melee versus Metroid Prime or whatever other obvious bullshit there is.
1: <laughs> Odama versus Metroid Prime. Yeah.
0: Odama might be the winner in 2006. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shit! What else came out in 2006? Any, uh, anything?
0: Kaido's Origins. We um, know Twilight, Twilight Princess. Princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so that's episode two in of the cube Cam. fight. Yeah, so we will be back here. Uh, I don't know if we're going to call it episode three or not. We've, we haven't really figured that one out. But we're going to talk about third-party games from 2001. Uh, on our next episode, and then after that, we will get to round three, match three, whatever the hell we want to call it. NBA Courtside 2002 versus Eternal Darkness. Yeah, uh, that'll be a that'll be a fun one. The
1: match everyone's been looking forward yeah, to. Yeah,
0: that that one's that one's like, it's kind of like this one where, where I think I think there's a clear winner, but I don't know, man. Like I've never played NBA Courtside 2002 before in my entire life,
1: and it does make you wonder how well Eternal Darkness holds up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean that is that is very true. Yep. Um, I, I was I was talking to someone recently because Shadow of the Eternals, the uh, threatened spiritual successor <laughs> to, to Eternal Darkness, has come up in conversation. I was talking to someone who had played it within the past year uh, or played played through Eternal Darkness again in the past year, and they're like, "Oh man, it does not hold up well." So we'll we will answer that for ourselves. Next not next time, the time after that. Soon. At some point in the near future. You're on Cube Flight.
1: Thank y'all.